All right, friends. So you've asked a lot about how we um, just made it through my wedding. What kind of challenges did we run into? How did we overcome them? It was honestly a great date, but there was so much work that went into it. So I have my mom, Deb, back. Hello. And we're going to talk all things wedding. So get ready. Hey, friends. I'm Cassie. And I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. So I'm not going to lie, as we were working on the outline for this podcast, we had so many things that we could say about the wedding. True. It could have been two podcasts. Yeah, it really could have. I mean, there was so much everything, I feel like. Mm -hmm. There were just so many details and so many moving parts. And we want to walk you step by step through how we got to this day and what we did to make it so that my body was at its best. And the first thing that we did above all, which is what any family, bride and groom, all of that should do is communicate. Right. We tried to communicate with each other, especially make sure, which these are all good tips for really anybody getting married, of course. It's just really make sure that, you know, the, the two people getting married, that this is their version of what they hoped the day would be. And when you have special medical needs, that changes things a little bit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't have a version of what, you know, what you've hoped to have. So, and I think we accomplished that. I do too. And it was definitely though, you know, there were pieces that were sad, I think though, for everybody kind of involved of just, oh, I wish this could have happened or this could have happened. But I guess in reality, everybody feels that way with their wedding because you just can't do it all. Well, and you can't afford it all. And even if we had a much huger budget, does that make sense to do it all anyway? Yeah. So I I think a lot of the sadness was really gone when we realized, hey, you know, we're going to work together Mm -hmm. Two families coming together, and actually the two families really did come together nicely. We didn't really know each other that well beforehand. And then, um, honestly, you had already left, I think, for for the hotel. But uh, as the four of us, the parents, um, gave high fives to each other. Like, hey, we pulled this off. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. You did not know that? No, I didn't. That's so awesome. I was like, we're kind of awesome. Like, this this was actually fun. I was like, you still all like us, right? You know? (laughs) (laughs) We really like you. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of neat, too. Yeah, and I think, so communicating was so huge. But I think the piece that was very different in regards to communication for this wedding in particular was that we really had to coordinate with my medical team. We had really, you know, sought them out on their advice as when is the best time to do this? How can we keep my body at its best to get to the wedding? So there were a lot of big conversations that happened before this. Yeah, I think as parents, you know, dad and I were having conversations that any parents have. We really want a good foundation to be married. Is it the right time? And but there was also, wait wait a minute, we don't know with a progressive chronic kind of issue what kind of state you were going to be in if we waited another six months or a year from then, you know, and it's it's about you guys getting married. So why would we delay that? But because we also kind of put it together a little faster, there were some yeah. things that we just couldn't do. I and mean, I think you were 
really willing to do that. And I joked with Jared, you know, he was just so happy to be getting married and he's just a laid back guy anyway. And I'm like, I I think the only thing I remember him really asking is if it could be outside, he'd really like that. Mm -hmm, So of course we wanted to honor that with a backup plan inside with New England weather. But he was so funny. I'm like, yeah, when I think about Jared, he would be happy getting married in a barn and just have a bowl of chips, you know, like, like he was just and so guys, happy to get married. guys, that was the exact <laughs> phrasing that she used during the wedding when we would talk about things and he would go, well, I don't really care. And you would bring that point up all the time. And it's, but it, it's, it's not an insult though. Exactly. Because he truly said it so many times. He was like, I am just so happy to be getting ready to get married and to do this. Like, he was like, it doesn't matter where or how or, like, it to him was just, we're going to do this thing. Right. And he wanted, you know, God in the center of it. Which Absolutely. Which is awesome. I mean, how wonderful is that to have as a future son-in-law? So, yeah, we're grateful for that. But we felt like we, because people interacted with you a lot through messaging and social media, like, well, how'd you do this about the dress if you're wearing a brace? Or how do you do that mm-hmm. if you were mostly getting around in a wheelchair? Uh, there were definitely things to think of, and I think we should jump into it. Yeah, so I think probably what helped us out the most was we really looked at priorities. And, you know, we asked Jared, what are the most important things to you? What are the most important things to me? And for me, the two most important things were that I would be able to walk, whether assisted or not, down the aisle in my dress. That was like, for me, like the big priority. But before we jump into the dress and all that has to come with that, you know, we really did a good job, I think, as a family assessing the limitations that I had and not really looking at them as like, oh man, she can't do that. More of, well, we just need to find another way to do this. Right. And again, I think just keeping it in perspective, it's like, what do you want? And you really wanted us kind of a small New England country wedding, which is funny because people who knew you years ago would have thought all glam and being a big diva and all that. And people were really surprised that... I don't think we had one sparkly thing. Though that's true. Besides our, like, the bridesmaids robes and my robe and stuff for getting ready, the lettering. I don't think we had any sparkles. We did pearls, but we didn't do sparkles. No, this girl is all about mason jars, people. We had to have <laughs> mason jars. Uh, I r- am rustic. to be a mason jar enthusiast. Yes, yes. yes. Which, you know, I think is in your DNA from me. <laughs> I had mason jars as soon as I was married. I had mason jar glasses and everything. So you've talked about communication. Um, yeah. And just... Let's get into a little bit more about getting help and just trying to figure out who your helpers were. Having people understand that it's everybody wants to help, right? Yes. That doesn't mean they really know what to do, and that's truly exactly. And that can kind of create some chaos. So we first started looking at the services and the vendors and the people that we would be working with. We went to our venue, which we hadn't even decided in at the time it was going to be the venue, but we really had a really compassionate wedding coordinator there that was really willing to just sit down and talk about everything. Like we had, we came in with like a list of concerns and questions and things. And she was so graceful in answering them and taking that time with us and very patient. You know, we really made sure like, how is my wheelchair going to fit in this environment? And we kind of tested it out. I remember you guys like bringing me through all the rooms and showing me everything and really like going, okay, here's how we would make this handicap accessible. We also in advance knew that we wanted a venue that we could do the ceremony at 
and the reception so that I wouldn't have a risk being transported having something happen with my joints. Right. It just seems silly to worry about that and be nervous about that on her wedding day. We want her just to have a wonderful memory. And I think, too, when you're talking about the venue, I guess people are a factor in every one of these things mm-hmm. on our bullet points. Then I think about it. They really weren't in it for the profit. Obviously, they're a business and they need to make money. But as soon as, you know, at first she had the typical menus and different information about a typical reception. And I was like, yeah, we're not, we're talking about doing this a little different. Yeah. And we knew that a limitation for me was timing. So we knew that I was not going to be able to handle like a six, eight hour, whatever it is, typically long reception. Like my body was not good. That was like a nope. And so that was really important. When we were working with the venue, we were also talking about that. We worked with catering really well. Um, I think everyone was really respectful of my allergies. Right. And they don't actually, they do everything in-house there, which was helpful too. It wasn't, yep. wasn't the same as trying to deal with an outside caterer, which we liked. But yeah, definitely and everything to do. And the funny thing is, you know, we talk about everything that's going to be on the tables and um, they talk about the water with lemon and we're like, oh, no citrus allergy here. No lemon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, OK, so no lemons in the water. No, we, we're talking no lemons. Like we're going to be upstairs. It's a two floor place. We're going to let's just not have any lemon anywhere upstairs. Like people will survive. It, it will be OK. <laughs> And we didn't get any complaints about the lemon. So I don't think it was, thought about it. Yeah, it probably didn't matter. And even um, when we went to our cake tasting, which was with a different, with, the, with like an affiliated vendor of um, our venue. Like a preferred bakery. Yes, yes, that perfect wording. She was great because when we did the cake tasting, um, you know, we had pretty much known that we were going to go super plain and simple allergy-wise, like vanilla and vanilla buttercream, like very mm-hmm. traditional. But when we were doing the cake tasting, they had lemon cakes and like chocolate and all these things that I'm super allergic to. So we even were like, how can we make sure that this cake and the frosting, whatever it is, doesn't have cross-contamination of those other things? Joyce, the baker, she just really came up with a solid plan of here's how we're going to make sure to avoid your allergies. And we actually still have a good relationship with her now. And she does cakes for all of our birthdays and events. And she's so good about respecting those allergies. And we never would have known that had we not gone through this process. And fun story is now we're a year out. She did recreated your wedding cake topper for your first anniversary, which is very thoughtful of Jared to get. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, very nice. So, yeah, so we, I think there was a lot of communication. It sounds like, you know, I guess when you hear all this, wow, they put a ton of work into it. Well, I think any important occasion, there's going to be a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But I felt like we streamlined wherever we could and we did, you know, we're all busy. Like everybody had other things going on. It was was (laughs) tremendously. It was a crazy year for our family. Yeah, 2018 was the year. So, um, (laughs) but we figured it all out. Yeah, and I think another thing that we did, um, photos and videos were really important to us, especially where I've dealt with memory loss in the past. And we were very fortunate that a videography company actually donated their time mm-hmm. to come and after they had heard our story, and we are endlessly grateful for that. We were very good friends with the, our photographer, and we literally just got together and we had meetings with everybody, and that was more so Jared and I. I don't think you and I did a lot of those meetings together. I think 
No, I, I already really. knew her so well. I knew she'd reach out to me. I think we did a couple of questions. Yeah, but um, we had really gotten together and she was so great. She had looked up pictures on Pinterest of how, of creative photos you could do with someone in a wheelchair and all sorts of things like that. And what I had told her is that I didn't want the data to completely hide my illness because, you know, it's there. It's a part of my relationship with Jared. It's there, but we didn't want it to be this overwhelming, resounding, like, oh my gosh, she's really sick. So she was just awesome as far as being able to say, here's how I plan on dealing with the height difference of you being in a wheelchair and not. And another thing, you know, like she she had so many great ideas. And I encourage you when you meet with your photographer, if you are in a wheelchair, you have any height difference really of any kind, really talk about how is that photographer going to address that and make sure that the photos are still really flattering. And they did come out really flattering. So we're very happy. Yeah. And I think she just said you feel like a bride and groom too, because that's what yeah. it's all about. Um, and I think, again, like I said, I keep realizing the, the equation under all of this is about the people. I think also a tip that I thought of just now is we also did a Sunday afternoon. And mm-hmm. that was just wonderful because it's a little more low key. Um, you didn't have to have this all day Saturday thing. Anybody who you were trying to book for anything, oh, Sunday afternoon, yeah, we're free because they're mm-hmm. often booked on the Saturday. Yep. And it was also good. It was a good way to shorten the time frame um, because we knew people had – this was still during the school year and people have work the next day. I was smart enough to take off work the next day because <laughs> mother of the bride had to recover. But, you know, it, it, it just made it a little more – like it's still an important event. Of course, it's the importance of a wedding, but it, was, it wasn't a big deal for people to go home at like 8 o'clock or whatever it was. Yeah, and that really – I think it gave me a little bit more confidence because I didn't have this fear of – oh my gosh, I've got to entertain people for endless amount of hours. Like it was just, nope, we're going to do what my body can do. And we were also very careful and mindful, I think, of who we had at the wedding and all of that. And we did have to keep it small. And of course, we couldn't have everybody, you know, we wanted because it was just we wanted to keep things small. But one of the things that I think was so great is everyone was so understanding and was really rejoicing with us Yeah, and all I think, that my body could do. Yeah, and I think it isn't even just about your body. It's just they were just rejoicing for you. And, you know, oh, wow, they really they came to this point because it is such a love story that you two have. And the venue that we picked, even though they said, didn't they say we could have almost 100 people in that room? Yeah. We're like, no way would we have fit 100 people in that room. We barely fit like the 75 that we had, I think. And I think maybe they were counting some of the dance floors part of where some people would be where just like, oh my goodness, we were, we were... We were, we were packed. <laughs> uh, I was teasing her that there were certain decorations and things that she was going to have. They just did a sweetheart table. So it was just the bride and groom at the table. And, you know, we as parents and everything, the family tables were right nearby. It's a beautiful. We'd have to post pictures at some point on your Instagram. but Yes, there's actually a whole blog post with tons of pictures from that right. day. Yeah, if you can connect a link to that, I think that would be neat. But I don't deal with the, with the tech part. I'm doing the mother <laughs> of the bride part. Um but it was just a be- it was a beautiful space, but you wanted to have certain things in front. And then the stuff that was on the floor, like in front of the table, I, I remember la- looking at you and laughing because it got knocked right over. Like, yep. it, it, um, like, it was one of those, I told you so looks like <laughs> I told you that was too much. <laughs> uh, but that's a typical mother and daughter stuff. Yeah. Another way that we also assessed my limitations was in regards to the ceremony. So one of the things we will never forget it. Um, our pastor at our current church 
was going to be working with my dad because it was really important to me that my dad wasn't just my pastor, but that he really got to be the father of the bride. And the our pastor at Grace and my dad worked together so beautifully. And, you know, we remember talking to our pastor and saying, you know, are you able to shorten this ceremony in case I am really having a hard day and I just, I can't do it. And his whole joke was that once there, he was at a wedding in the middle of July outside and there was a massive heat stroke and he literally did the whole wedding in 14 minutes. So he was like, if I got to do it, I'm your guy. Uh Um, But that was also something that was really helpful of us just taking into account like the what ifs, because even though no one wants to think about the what ifs, we wanted to have reasonable backup plans in case anything came to that. And funny stories, we had a backup plan about being able to be indoors if we needed yep. to be. I, I said, you, you know, you kids, that's the goal that you want is have it outside. That's what we're going to try to do. So that was Sunday and that, that venue is a restaurant. It's very well known. It's been around hundreds of years. And they have a whole duck pond and they do Sunday brunch. There were other events. We were there quite early, of course. There's like a little bridal suite area that we were able to get ready for and get in there early. But there are other mm-hmm. events I noticed. Baby shower. I think there might have even been a bridal shower. There's a lot going on at that place that morning. It amazed me. I'm looking out the windows and I'm seeing, you know, people walking around the pond, feeding the ducks, being out and about. And it kept looking like this weather was going to come in that was going to be really cold and potentially rainy and studying the weather and looking every hour, every minute of what the radar is projecting. And I'm like, I had gone outside. Well, you also weren't fully communicating with me because you didn't want me to get stressed out either. So you were like really handling this on your own. Yeah, I was like, I'll be back in a minute. And then I'd be going out and going, oh, shoot, I don't know. I don't know that we're going to be able to do this outside. And there was a whole plan of where they could do it inside that would have been very reasonable right near where she was. And she knew that, that she wasn't upset about that. But I knew that was Jared, especially this one thing that kid asked for. Yep. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I want him to have this. And it was beautiful for pictures. And there's even some geese around. And there's a whole other yep. story about you and geese, which is funny for another day. But anyway, the weather changed. I had made the decision. I had to make the decision about 45 minutes before so they could mm-hmm. set up chairs inside. Called my husband who was on his way. Obviously, it's not just my decision. And I said, let's just go for it. Well, we didn't know. So at that time, that was fine. But by the time we were going to start the ceremony, now this weather front is coming in. Wind is picked up, which I have no idea about because my own storm is going on. I'm trying to get her in this special dress and, you know, just making sure everything is going correctly on schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing your first look with Jared. You did a first look thing with well, Dad. Well, no, my first look with Dad. We didn't do a first look. Not first look. look. We Excuse did a, me. We prayed. To, we did a blindfolded prayer. Correct. Correct. I'm sorry. So there was just a lot that had to hum along on time and it had been a very relaxed morning and we didn't want it falling apart in the afternoon. So anyway, the funny story is this weather front was coming through. I did not know this at this time. It was not raining, but the wind was picking up and the temperature dropped. So our guests <laughs> are outside seated and they're freezing. Yep. <laughs> but we don't know this because we're inside getting ready. And by the time I figured out what was happening, I thought, well, can't change it now. I hope yep. the coats are warm. But it was it just made for a very, very funny story. And the grandfathers were kidding around. I don't yep. know if you want to tell what the <laughs> joke about. They were joking about like calling an ambulance to get them out of there because it was so cold. So they get well, hey, we're old enough. We can call it call an ambulance. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh my goodness! But honestly, like when people talk about the wedding day, very few people talk about how cold it was, and I loved that. But I really want to talk about the dress because I think for any woman, the dress is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. But 
when you have to wear assisted devices and all of that, it challenges just on a daily basis of what you can and can't wear. So to fit into the mold of a wedding dress, like a just stereotypical dress, was going to be really hard. And I had come up with the idea to go with a newer trend that was coming out was um, doing a bodysuit top mm-hmm. and a skirt. And I had found someone that was going to custom make it. And they had told me, you know, like, we want you to go to fabric stores. We want you to go to regular wedding stores, like look around, get a good feel for things so that you really know what you want. And then when we contacted them after waiting that two weeks, like they asked us, she said, I'm too busy. I can't make your dress. And And take a step back, too. This was all online. Yes. Right? This is not a person we knew. This was probably the only part that we just had no idea who these people were. Mm -hmm. Right? So, again, coming down to the equation of people make the difference for a special day. And I don't think she had any understanding just... The despair that she was going to throw you into because now you're like, what am I going to do? Well, what and it happened am I going in February, the beginning of February, yeah. and our wedding was April 29th. So like, there was now this panic, and I, no joke, cried for about two days. And I had said multiple times, like, if I can't find a dress, and I was being a little bit ridiculous, I got into the whole of, I have to wear a pantsuit, I'm just gonna (laughs) die. And that was my whole joke. And so my bridesmaids were like, well, if you wear a pantsuit, we'll wear a pantsuit. And it just made me cry even more because I was just so upset. It was a whole train wreck. And I just was like, this isn't gonna happen. And I was truly devastated. And what's so funny about this story is that you weren't having any of it? <laughs> well, I'll, if you, if anybody are um, like Anne of Green Gables fans, it was kind of like Anne being in the depths of despair, you know, <laughs> just feeling things deeply. And you know, I, I kid around, but obviously, I'm with you in your sorrow for things. Oh yes, and and I say that too. Like yeah. you were, you weren't not supportive or anything, but you were very much like. Yes, you can be upset about this, but we don't have the time. And like, we've got yeah. to figure this out. And we had been praying about this. And, yeah. you know, I think it goes back, if it's okay to put it in this section, about, you mm-hmm. know, God really does care about the things that are important to us. And we realize you can get married in anything. There's some people who might be listening yep. to this and saying, so what? Like, get just buy a nice skirt and top. But this was something that was very special to you. And, yeah. you know, and, and to me, too. I, 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 I wanted to have that moment with you. But... I just, in my mind, there's certain times that just God gives me a boldness that this is going to work out. And And she really was the entire time. Like I was mopey the whole way to the store and I'm going, we're not going to find a dress. Oh, we found before that. Yeah. It was the I'm like, get your fanny in the car. I'm like, get your fanny in the car. That's her (laughs) phrase, guys. Just so you know, that's, that's one of my mom's like catchphrases. But like, it really was true. I was really mopey and I really believed that we weren't going to find it and the wedding was doomed and everything (laughs) was done. And that was truly how I felt. And I'm not even embarrassed to say it because that was just how much it, like that was, pretty much there were only two things that really mattered to me and it was walking down the aisle in a dress and, and I those just, two things were being taken away exactly and yeah and I think it's about resiliency like you have so much resiliency but you know we, we get tapped out our tank goes empty mm-hmm. and you know so I wasn't treating it like it wasn't important because it was but at the same point you needed me we have always said to you from the time you struggled with these things when you can't be strong we'll be strong for you yep and get in the car <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. so we did get in the car and we uh, tried, are we saying where we got the dress? Yeah, so we went to David's Bridal and what's really neat is like a little teeny tiny quick backstory. So when I was in that phase of checking out other dresses before placing this order, I went to David's Bridal with Mara, who's one of my best friends and one of my bridesmaids. And we had tried on some dresses and we had no idea that the person working with us was the manager of David's Bridal. And we also just happened to run into their um, head seamstress. And she had told me, because I told her like what my whole plan was. And she was like, well, if you ever, like, if you somehow need anything, I've actually split the dress that you're trying on right now for someone who was pregnant. And so, like, that just kind of sat in my mind, but I didn't really think about it because I, in my mind, already had a dress and everything was worked out and it was fine. So after about two days of crying my eyes out... She got in the car. I got in the car and I called... (laughs) Well, before I got in the car, you had me call David's bridal, even though I cried on the phone. Oh, I didn't know you cried. Oh, you didn't know that? I literally, I was trying so hard and I was like, hi, can I speak to Laura? And I literally (laughs) just started bawling my eyes out. And um, I told her the situation and I, she was like, can you come in tomorrow afternoon? Because there are only like four dresses you can choose between that I can split. And I came to you and said, can we go tomorrow? And you went, yep. I think that was my and day off anyway. Like, I think I was going to be taking you anyway. But I have, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been. I don't think you knew that I was taking you, but yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then I think the other thing, too, is we looked, If tell me if I'm wrong, we looked online at David's Bridal at Pictures. Did we look at them because of what Laura said, though, or were we looking no, already? No, we were looking at them just to look. And there was this one dress that my mother mm-hmm. pointed out that she just thought was so beautiful. And guys... And I do still stand by this. The picture looked horrendous. No, it didn't. It did. It looked horrendous. <laughs> and she was like, I think this is going to be your dress. And I remember, I don't know if I said it or just thought it, but I was like, over my dead body, am I going to walk down the aisle in that? So then we get oh, there, boy. and I had a dress in mind that I had tried on, the one that she had already said I could split. Which you had texted me a picture, and I said, no, no, I don't like that neckline on you. And it, yep. was, it was a very bright white too it was something yeah, about it the I color wasn't wanted. right for your skin complexion and yeah so we get to David's bridal now I'm trying to muster up all the strength and of course right before we got out of the car I was like we're not gonna find the dress and you were like we are gonna find the dress and like we went in the store <laughs> well we told on too because you said oh I hate when you do that because you speak truth like there's certain times when I say something and you're like oh, oh. So she just was like, we're not walking out of the store without a wedding dress. And I knew she meant it, too. I just knew. But I knew I, it wasn't that, oh, I'm stubborn and I'm going to get you a dress you hate. Like, I knew. No, you really knew. That this, that we were going to get that today, that yeah. day. I just knew it. And it just there's certain things that you just know. And I think that's tapping into God and being yep. clear and the Holy Spirit going, you go, girl. You just push that wheelchair on in there. You go. Yeah. So we get in there. And the dress that I still wanted her to look at again, which was the one that she already said through that photo that she did like it just wasn't you (laughs) I can actually see this in my mind I wish that you could see what I'm seeing as I tell you this story we get in there and that dress is on massive display I point it out to my mother and I go that's the dress without even saying a word she literally beelines it the opposite direction of the dress barely acknowledging the dress (laughs) and she picks out that one dress I saw that she saw online that I said I would never ever wear and she picks up and she goes oh 
It's here. This is the dress. And I literally remember thinking, there's no way in hell that's happening. I said, well, humor me. Yeah. And so you were like, you were like, Cassie, if there are only like four dresses that are going to work, just try it on. Because I knew knew it fit in with what she had said, that it could be one that could be cut. Yeah. I knew that or I wouldn't have wasted your time. And then we started trying on dresses. Yeah, you did. And then I tried that dress on and there were a few things that I was like, Eh, it's not as tried. bad. Not yeah. as bad as I thought. But you didn't like it. But I didn't like it. It was okay. I went back to the other dress, and I remember thinking in my mind, just going, you know, I think I want to try that other one on one more time. Mom was quiet. I think I even went. Yeah, you went, did. I think you, I went around the shop. I was like, yep, oh, I gotta look for left, Mother of the Bride stuff. Yep, you left me alone, because I think you knew I just needed space to think. What's your dress? It wasn't mine. And then we come out. We work to get my body out of the room because I had to have the brace off in order to just try on the dress because, you know, obviously the dress wouldn't have fit. So we had all this tool everywhere, tool, Oh, and fabric, the dress was everywhere. so heavy, so heavy. And the, so... The one that you wanted. Was, the one that I wanted. And that was part of what bothered me too. It was heavy for your body. But I didn't know that at the time when I saw the picture, of course. But then it was just, she was like a cupcake or something. It was just layers. <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where are you in this? And you didn't want this big frilly thing. And it was hugely frilly. You were conceding almost because that would cover the brace more. Yeah, that was really what I was thinking about most. And then I was like, you know what? Let me put the other dress back on. Which still had that look, it, so th- uh, but yeah. calmer. <laughs> like, it was just calm. Yes. Not I, as much frosting. There was way too much frosting on the other one. That's a great way to put it. And um, so then I went out there and the seamstress, we took my brace apart. We put it over the top piece over the dress, and she put like the ribbon she was going to use, and then pulled the dress up. And she said, "This is what it would look like with the brace." And I knew that was my dress. And then I started crying. I think you started crying a bit or tearing up, but no. I know I cried. I didn't do it any. I told you so. I no, was really she was good. very good. She did not say I told you so. Right. Because still, you didn't want to pick a, a dress because your mother wanted it. Like you, you yeah. needed to be. But it was it's so interesting. And again, the pictures I believe are in yep. your whole thing. You know, it's just neat when. And I know I was fortunate, and I had the opportunity to to get a dress a million years ago when I got married, and I just knew it was the one. And for me, I had to make that decision that day, which was really hard. You had time; you could have come back, but. Uh, I had to make the decision because it was a one-day sale, and that's back yep. when they were really one-day sales, not these preview <laughs> nonsense sales or two-day sales called a one-day sale. Yep. So I and I was it wasn't what I expected, but I, you know I got this dress for like three hundred dollars, and it was my dream dress. So yeah, but you just know sometimes when you put it on, like oh that's what that bride should be wearing. And so I was I was happy that you had that moment, and I hope people listening, you know, if you have braces and assistive devices and maybe you're dealing with crutches or wheelchairs or like whatever. Um, I know with medications and different things too, maybe you gained weight and you're just not going to feel, you just don't feel beautiful, you know, and you want, not that everybody has to have that wedding dress, but if that's what you're going for, you want something that makes you feel special. It makes you feel beautiful and yeah. we actually we were even fortunate to get the veil and everything there too we had fun with yeah. that too yeah and, and, really... and this was a budget this was david's bridal this was not some high-end bridal salon like we it was within yep. it was very much within our means so to speak mm-hmm. yeah and it really just worked out exactly how it was supposed to i mean then we kind of you know my big goal was to walk down the aisle and i had had a couple different procedures done that it all failed 
And I was devastated about a week and a half before the wedding because I was like, I'm not going to walk down the aisle. Like, that's my dream and I'm not going to do it. And my dad and my brace team had some great ideas about how to add straps onto my brace. So dad was, yeah, had an engineering degree. And boy, did he um, put that to use. He just... You know, again, if it's not God's will that she'd be able to walk, then we deal with that, you know. But if it was a matter of just making some corrections, and I feel like that's where he was a hero in that he was just like, it was his turn to be strong and, mm-hmm. and be focused. And he was just like, you know what? No, I think if we have a strap in the back and then I can and kind of I hold do this it. On the side. Yeah, he was just like. all over it. But he wasn't trying to force your body to do something that it couldn't do. Yeah. It was just really adapting your equipment. And in getting you to feel comfortable, and you did, and and then you yep. also worked, I think, very hard. Who said you got to go down the whole? Yeah, we only went halfway down. Like we stopped the wheelchair at like the halfway two thirds kind of marker, and then walked down. And Jared was turned around. Yes, yeah, so it was really important to me that Jared, the first time he saw me in my dress, was standing. So he was turned around as I was wheeled down and all of that. And then he turned around as soon as once I stood up, I gave our pastor like the nod and he turned Jared around. And I have to say, I think almost everybody was bawling because they were just so happy like that you got Jared and I were bawling too. Everybody was bawling. (laughs) I mean, gosh, even the bridal party, like throughout the thing. But it was, you know, it was obviously happy tears. But, you know, that's something to think about, too, because if you're outside, you're on uneven ground. She, there was a wheelchair ramp to get down to where the grass was. And also it was breezy. Remember I said the storm front's coming in and we're like, please yep. don't rain. Um, Katie was a great maid of honor and kept fixing my dress every time the wind yeah, blew. <laughs> but it, was, it was fine. And it was just funny that the unity candle, they had the, the moms light the individual taper candles that are next to the unity candle. And we were cracking up because right before she came out, the wind kept blowing so much. And the one that was hers like the side that I would be lighting, kept falling over. And I just, I found that very funny because we do have a good sense of humor about all your stuff. And I'm like, yep. of course, Jared's just standing straight and tall. <laughs> and Cassie keeps falling over, but we're here to pick her up. So yeah, and the wind kept blowing the thing out. So yeah, just, so we it, just it's very, we very funny not to go with the unity candle. And that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I would take a, one step back. I know we have more to talk about, but about the dress. So much is about going for the fittings. Again, it comes down to people. What yep. a wonderful, caring person we had who just really understood that you needed to take breaks. She had her own health issues, we found. Yep. So she had, I think, a lot more compassion. Like, yeah. hey, I understand I get fatigued and I can't stand all that time. Yeah, she was so great. She, had, we, she even came to the ceremony, mm-hmm. which was so nice, along with some of my medical team, because it was just, it was a group effort from everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think if I would sum up my final, like, tips... For everybody Mm -hmm. about what we would really suggest um, that worked super well for us besides, you know, all the other things we already mentioned. (laughs) But um, we split up when we did our photos. So we did photos right after the ceremony. And then Jared and I did photos of just the two of us alone while everybody was eating dinner. So we had like speeches and all of that. And then while everyone was eating, we went out. And mm-hmm. did our photos. So that was really nice because it gave my body just some downtime. We I sat down during the reception. So did Jared. We both had really nice chairs. And no, we so just, you did the ceremony, you mean. Or sorry. Yes, for the ceremony. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and that, that actually looked good. Like it looked like it made sense. It wasn't like these ugly chairs either. We made sure yeah. they brought out some of their chairs. And yeah, that was actually really smart. 
And and when we got ready for the day, you were so smart. You brought one of those anti-gravity lounge chairs mm-hmm. and you had my water filled and you just like said, just kind of plunked me we there. We did a lot of the pots kind of things like, like okay, yeah. what are we going to do to make sure that we don't plummet here? And um, you did a neat thing, too, where you had the camera. Um, oh, the yeah, time-lapse. I did a time lapse of the day. Yep. Yeah, that was neat. She just had a tripod set up and she had her phone set, I guess, with yep. your phone. Yeah. And that was kind of neat because you kind of realize, even though it's fast, right, because it's the whole time, you realize, like, oh, everything really kind of hummed along and we're all really happy. Yeah, and I split up the time between when they did my hair and when they did my makeup just so that I had, I could just relax for a second. My maid of honor, which was Katie, she was awesome with my dress because my dress was very complicated with how there were all these attachments to the brace so that, you know, nothing fell. That was really intense, but everybody worked really hard. Um... Another thing that I think was so important for you and I was that we really made sure everybody knew their roles. Yeah, so, you want everybody to enjoy themselves. You just didn't want any bickering. No matter how tight-knit a family you are, I always say weddings bring up a lot of stuff. And we all have some strange relationships too, right? So mm-hmm. we, I think we were very careful about that and kind of how many people we invited and kind of who we invited. We didn't want to hurt feelings, but you know, with all these health issues comes anxiety. Anxiety is a yep. big thing. Last thing I needed was for you to have you know all this anxiety on your day. That's not fair. Well, and one of the ways we helped with that is I just had one bridesmaid that day that was dedicated to making sure I got all my medications on time like, right. throughout the day. And she was just very thoughtful that way. Like she understood that. Yeah. And she was happy to do that. It wasn't like, oh, you're my slave on this and you're my slave yeah. on that. It wasn't no, like that at was, all. This was She was fun. so kind and just took that role so seriously. And Katie's best friend um, was not like in the bridal party, but she really was in a lot of ways. And she was just in charge of all the decorating and all that stuff. Yeah, and she wanted to. She asked us if she could do it. She loved it. And that was so helpful because Katie was able to really be attentive to me. Right, and Katie doesn't like planning all that stuff. Let's just put that out there, which is fine. So she was thrilled. She's like, oh, yeah, you two are going to meet? Good, I'm going to go do volleyball (laughs) or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but she was involved, obviously, and, and she was very involved in your bridal shower. Yep. And that's the other thing, too, is, you know, you think about, like, there's all these traditional things about, oh, we got to have a bridal shower and a bachelorette party and the groomsmen do their stuff. And I, no, you don't have to do all that. You know, it, we still did things. We had the bridesmaids over for a lunch at our house, remember? And you yep. gave them those special cups. And yeah, we, we it, really it was just simple, 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 but yeah, meaningful. I would say everything was meaningful. Everything came down to being intentional, surrounded ourselves with good people. So I guess that's kind of what we kind of wanted to share out to other people and not everything's perfect i mean i, I saw people I hear people have nightmare stories about how their wedding went well you know. you know not very much went wrong with our wedding but even when we think about it there was some confusion about when jared and i got back to the hotel and when we got yeah. back to the hotel we realized that we didn't have my medications or food or like anything that it was we in, needed yeah it yeah was in Mara's it was, car it was you had Mara, it but it was still in Mara's car yeah and yeah. she hadn't gotten there yet so there was that confusion I remember but we at least like I do say if you think there's any chance that your body is just going to kind of be done we did have our hospital go bag ready to go with us we did not thankfully have to use it that day we did the day after but we didn't have to that night and that was really helpful because it just made Jared and I a little more confident that we wouldn't have to scramble at the last second if we needed that and we wanted him to just 
enjoy himself too and not be absolutely stressed. and then i i think the other thing that you did it was really smart is you didn't do the honeymoon right after even not having health issues i remember being exhausted on my honeymoon because we did a cruise and it was active 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 you're exploring this island this island the whatever you're dancing all this stuff i remember i almost felt like i needed time off after all of that and i i was actually in a newer job and i mm-hmm. had to be right in there monday morning i was just dying you know i don't so, know how you did it yeah well who knows but god god is good and yep. yeah they let me go in late that day thank goodness but um yeah so I think it's just like being just being you know intentional and meaningful and I think everything that you've had to do all of the spoony community I'm always so impressed by is like you just okay so this isn't gonna work all right let's let's pause what way can we have some version of what we hoped for mm-hmm. you know and and unfortunately there is so much grief and loss with um serious health issues there's so much that you have to give up but I think there's still ways to have just a very meaningful life, and you two have, and now you've gotten through a whole first year. I know. And it's been good. I mean, still yeah. health challenges and things, but still, you know, having a very full life and being newlyweds and just having fun. Yeah, and that's so important. And, you know, looking back on just this whole experience, I'm really glad that I did choose to grieve when I was upset about something that we couldn't do. I didn't just bottle it up and Mm. not deal with it. I made sure that in that moment, I validated those feelings that I had, which enabled me to then be able to go, okay, now I can move on. And that was really helpful because I didn't get to the end of everything and then just have every single little thing explode. You know, I had dealt with it. We had worked through it. And well, we did have a little explosion over your bouquet. Besides one, (laughs) but like other than that, we really didn't have many problems. So if you're planning a wedding right now and you are in the thick of it, I promise you can do it. It is going to be over soon. As I said at the end of planning our wedding, Jared never has to worry about me getting remarried because I will never, ever, ever Uh. do this again. And I, one of my friends who just got married six months ago, she completely stands by the statement too. Uh And I know your wedding will be beautiful. And if you need any ideas or tips, I have got tons of blog posts on the wedding from how we exactly took apart the dress and tailored it to our centerpieces and just all the photos. Yeah, um, we made a lot of our own things. And um, yeah, and we learned from the, there was the bouquet incident, I think I will call it. You know, we I tried to go to a meeting for her because she wasn't able to do it. There was just issues of her getting even into that building. There, there was a lot of issues. And, you know, we I had the meeting, tried to FaceTime you, mm-hmm. didn't have Wi-Fi, could not get connection, you name it, it all went wrong. So even though worked so hard to try to communicate what it was she wanted, it turned out it was a different person actually making the bouquet than the person yep. I met with. I thankfully, happened to walk in and see them making the bouquet. I'm all excited about it. You realize that's not what you asked for. Mm-hmm. And I think all your stress just hit. But, you know, you figured it out and you actually worked very last minute with a wonderful person who was related to yep. Jared. Um, I'm always cautious to call people out by name when I haven't asked them. And she was just an absolute dream. And yep. she made that for you and because that was an important thing for you. And people say, oh, you know, it's just one day. You don't have to get a big dress. You don't have to get... But, you but know as what? you always told me, the pictures last a lifetime. I still love looking at ours. We're coming on um, our anniversary this weekend, you know, yep. 28 years. And I, I, I obviously can't, you know, remember everything about it. But I, I love having the photos and just just enjoying that that memory. So we wanted that for you, too. Yeah. So 
I think to close, we're each going to give you our like number one piece of advice. I think if we had to pick one thing out of everything, which is really hard, but I think for my piece of advice, which was something that you actually said to me, are you stealing mine then? Yeah. Cause you may, you may say Uh-oh. it, so you better start thinking. She is stealing mine. I just want that on, you know, um, here. What you had told me was that during the day, and our pastor had actually really made sure we did this during the ceremony too, was just stop for a minute and look around and just take a moment to appreciate and like just slow down and enjoy it. You know, don't be afraid to get creative with how you do things. It is your wedding. You can do whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. Right. And just communicate. I would just say it's important to communicate, have everybody feel heard. There's certain things, traditions that are important that maybe you wouldn't have thought of that your parent really wants or whatever. Because just like you maybe you're dreaming about a wedding, maybe your parent has too. And I don't know, just I think we kept saying it's your day. You know, it's our celebration together, but it's your day. So I would say, I, I you know, in, in being in ministry, we, we don't do a ton of weddings, but we do help people through that stage in their life. And we just say, what is it you want? We just actually went through, through that with um, somebody celebrating graduation. And you know, what do you want to do after graduation? What What's meaningful to you? You know, that doesn't mean she didn't want a big party and all that. So I just mm-hmm. kind of helped her be able to communicate that to her family. That's not what she wanted. Okay. So I would say that for good uh, advice for life, try to communicate what it, what is important to you in a kind way. All right. Well, now I'm craving wedding cake. <laughs> So I guess it's time for us to go, but I hope that this helps you if you're planning your wedding and if you have tips and tricks and other things um, that you want to share with the Spoonie community, definitely pass them along. And if you are going through this right now, we are cheering for you. That's right. Keep it in perspective. All right. Talk to you guys later. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 